who's in charge this week? I think I'm in charge this oh, week. Oh, yes, you are. I remember now. I didn't do any research, so hopefully I'm hosting. <laughs> yes. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, welcome to That Sick, the podcast about all of the gross stuff that you're not so secretly obsessed with, as are we. I'm your host, JB. I'm Heather. I'm Justine. I don't know what we're going to talk about today, but I guess before we get into all of that, and I hope you guys have something really disgusting for me. Uh, and the sickest thing of the week. Well, just in general, like, should I be excited or anticipating? Oh, I, th- I think I have gross stuff. Yeah, I definitely have gross stuff. I think that you're going to find this week intriguing. Ooh, I love to be intrigued. I think I might disgust you a little bit. And that's, I, I hope I do. I think I, I may. I hope you get me to do my trademark. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I was, I'm that good, but there's going to be a little bit of that I hope will happen. All right. Well. Let's 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 just get into it. What's what's the sickest thing of the week, my friends? Uh, I don't I don't really have one. We need to start preparing better for this bit. I know. <laughs> I had the sickest thing of the week in a good way, but right. not the bad way. I got a bad one. You got a bad one? Uh oh, you're looking at me. Not really. So I'll just have a funny one. I mean, this is just really stupid. Um, when I went to clean Rowdy's litter box the other day, his poop had formed the letter Y. Oh, cute for the last letter in his name and i thought that was so clever <laughs> why because we like you <laughs> jb what's your gross thing oh um so you guys are familiar with this thing that they have out now called the internet right yeah the, on- the online tar yeah web. yeah so they've got this internet out there now and i've learned that uh there's this forum called reddit if you guys have heard of reddit <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i am a redditor <laughs> uh so somebody posted on my facebook the other day about this subreddit not safe for work which is simps 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 now i had never heard of this and i'm like a horrible person and knows all of the gross things usually yeah i don't know what this is a simp is a vagina that looks like homer simpson's mouth (laughs) what Oh, it's, it's a particular fetish for vaginas that are like rounded like Homer Simpson's mouth. That's that's pretty sick. It is pretty sick. And like the actual like photos, I did not find to be offensive. I was like, whatever. These are vaginas like, you know, you do you. Yeah. But that they had to fucking compare them to Homer Simpson's mouth is what horrified. Right. Me. Right. Like, well, rule 34 or whatever it is, like, you know, anything that you can think of, somebody has made a porno or something lewd about it. So boom, there you go. Yep. Yeah. That's very disturbing. I don't want to think about Homer Simpson's mouth and vaginas together. Next time you watch the Simpsons. Stop it. Uh, I hope this hasn't turned you off the concept of Reddit because there's cool shit on Reddit. Oh, no, no. I go I go on Reddit all the time. It's just. Oh, you're a Redditor, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to find you. I don't post anything. So you're not. No, I'm a lurker. I'm a creepy lurker. Yeah, I just I just read stuff on it. Do you guys frequent the Pittsburgh subreddit? No, no. I honestly just read it whenever like I'm looking for something specific. Seems I don't I don't frequent any forums in any way. I like to frequent the incel tears forum. What? Do you? Yeah. Well, is it to make you just like feel real good because it's incels that are real sad boys? No, it's people making fun. Well, yeah, making fun of incels mostly. So it's just, you know, I like to make fun of incels. Oh, yeah, that's that's quality. My new favorite subreddit is Am I the Asshole? It's not a new subreddit. It's just that I recently started reading it. Oh, I love that one. And I love it because it's basically all very like for the most part it's normal people who are being gaslit by narcissists 
Yeah. And these normal people are coming in and saying, oh, my God, am I the asshole? And everyone's like, no. Or sometimes I read one that was like, everybody's the asshole in this situation. Like, sometimes it turns out you are the asshole. Yeah. Quality content. Uh, But yeah, totally all into those kind of stories. I love to read those cold from Reddit, like, uh, lists that just pop up on my Facebook feed. They're my favorites. Well, it sounds like everyone actually had a pretty decent week. Um, so should we, uh, without further ado, do? Yeah, without further ado, do. And you said I could go first, right, Justine? Yes, I think you should go first. Okay. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, take it away. <laughs> our uh, topic today is going to be the gross-ass ancient Romans. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're fun. Are you going to talk about Caligula? No, oh, but bummer. we can definitely talk about him at I, some point. I bet Caligula could be its own yeah, topic. He could be, really. There, There's, uh, you know, as I was doing my research, I was like, there's a few things here that we could probably expand into other topics or, you know, explain um, as we'll get to that. So I specifically researched things about like urine and toilets and things like disgusting things involving ancient Rome. Oh, and you love I love potty stuff. Yeah. Oh, so let me ask you guys, do you know what a vomitorium is? It's uh, a Roman banquet, you know, Roman banquets were very lavish, you know, people would be eating and eating and eating, and then they would throw up. Yeah. Uh, And then the, you know, their slaves most likely would be cleaning up all of this vomit and stuff so that they could eat again. You know, it was all very like disgusting and uh, what do you want to say? Wasteful, you know, extremely wasteful. So this is something that is the only the wealth pe- wealthy people, of course, could like afford to do. But uh, do you want me to tell you, I have a uh, spoiler alert that I found out while researching this topic. That actually is a fucking myth. That what? never happens. <laughs> yes. Like it happens in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, and she that and that, took it from that myth. I'm guessing that yeah, because I was just about to say that uh, the Hunger Games specifically perpetuated that myth, and I found that specific reference in the research that I read <laughs> from thescientificamerican.org. My world has been turned upside down. Yeah, so get this: this is where vomitorium came from. Vomitorium is a real word, but it means something totally different. It means an exit, a ground level exit from a coliseum or a stadium and it's called a vomitorium because like the large masses of people were spewed out onto the streets so i i think that's an apt description of hordes of steelers fans exiting heinz field exactly you know (laughs) they're still called vomitoriums in you know italy and things of that nature they're they're actual signs that say vomitoriums and they're just like exits so I just thought that was really cool because I thought that was something that I had, uh, that was a myth that I had thought was real and it's not. I'm so sad. I've 100% made like the, oh, I was partying like the Romans whenever like I had to vomit after overindulging in food or drink before. Yeah. Now I was a liar. Yeah, it's just a trope. But hey, now, you know, the more you know. So let's get into true, actual, um, gross stuff that yeah, was. Yeah, keep true. it real. Yeah. So let's get into the toilets. All right. The toilet shitters. Hell yeah. <laughs> the disgusting shitters. So you may have heard that Romans were pretty good at infrastructure. They built coliseums, arenas, a vast network of roads that survive to this day, and a sophisticated plumbing system. Actually, did you guys know that plumbing, the word plumbing is derived from the word for the la- the word for lead, plumbum? The Latin word for lead is plumbum. And that's... Uh, that's kind of where that 
where plumbing comes from because they used to make the pipes out of lead. So anyways, wealthy Romans, they had hot and cold running water. Like, this is how sophisticated they were. They had hot and cold running water. Uh, They were sewers to carry waste away. The Cloaca Maxima is (laughs) is a giant sewer in Rome. Uh, It's a giant confluence of sewers in Rome. The giant bird hole. Yeah, the giant giant bird sewer, the giant bird hole. The Cloaca Maxima. Um, However, as advanced as this all was, Things were not all super amazing in the world of Roman plumbing and potties. You would expect that these advancements would do something to improve, you know, hygiene and, you know, by carrying waste away, you know, do something to, you know, keep down on illness and that kind of stuff. But it really didn't, actually. You, you, you know, if you thought that you would be fucking dead wrong. The toilets were still disgusting anyway. They were rife with parasites. Uh, the same amount of parasites that were prevalent in the area during the Bronze and the Iron Ages. It's, you know, the same amount. And it was still real gross then. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, and like the Viking people, you know, they didn't have public baths. So public bath, there's no pu- public bath. There's still like lots of body parasites all around. And internal parasites as well. Uh, so lice, fleas, and bed bugs were abound. Scientists found, have found, uh, like archaeologists, they've found fine tooth combs you know that were used for lice removal which is still used to this day you know you get that that rick's lice removal shit that comes with that little comb is this when merkins came to be uh no that's the victorian times oh okay i uh i actually honestly didn't look into whether romans were super shaved or not i don't think they really were so public bathhouses were common and used by everyone there were warm rooms and cold rooms and the parasites and the bacteria can just like flourish. These places were rarely cleaned and the water wasn't changed out very often. So like when I was reading this, it was reminding me of, do you remember the one episode of Seinfeld where like Kramer's talking about how much he hates baths and he's like just little microorganisms like having sex all around you, you mm-hmm. know, that's, you know, that's what it was to a very large degree for real. The toilets were the worst part because, like, you know, like public toilets nowadays, there was, like, piss and shit all over. And it's frankly not as is now, you know, as was before. (laughs) It's like, nothing changed. So there's, like, poop and piss everywhere. But, like, to a a worse and larger degree because they didn't know what sanitation was and they didn't know what soap was. So there was no Purell or nothing, you know. It was just piss and shit everywhere. Nobody's cleaning it up. Uh, It's, like, a bench with holes and then just, like, pooped in that hole. And uh, there was, uh, what do you think you got that they used for uh, for toilet paper? Do you think they had toilet paper? No, didn't they use the rag on a stick? Yeah, yeah, that's what they used. They used a sponge tied to a stick, and everybody passed it around and used the same sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe I've heard of that before. It's That's that's nice. Yeah, I washed myself with a rag on a stick. Is, isn't that a Simpsons thing? It yeah. is. I was okay. going to let her make the joke. It was her reference. Thank you. Sorry. So yeah, that got pa- that sponge got passed around and not shared. And public toilets, not only were they disgusting, they were also actually pretty dangerous because the levels of methane buildup from <laughs> overusage could cause them and they did explode. What? Like they blew up from farts? <laughs> yeah. Like they literally blew up the toilets? Yeah, on a <laughs> semi-regular basis. Damn, what were they eating? Yeah. Um lots of figs that mediterranean diet pomegranates yeah chickpeas that mediterranean diet man so those are the public toilets the wealthy people they did have private toilets but 
they wouldn't want their private toilets to be hooked up to the public sewer for uh, the reason why, you know, the explosion reason, but also because they feared that the critters living in the sewer would climb up and bite their bottoms, which, you know, was a possibility too. Like not unfounded. Yeah. you In the public sewers, they're, you know, in the public toilets, like a, you know, I don't know, gators or whatever can come and bite you in the butt butt or the ball sack. I mean, doesn't that literally happen today? Like, so yeah. I, I've heard like, well, maybe it's just like the urban legends of like the rats swimming up. Yeah, into your toilet. I don't know how if like how if there's a myth or not. We should Google that. We should. I've look heard of snacks coming up through the toilets, mm, like in the craft. Yeah, yeah. In the craft like it comes out of the sink. That's one of my biggest fears is to have like a creature bite my nether regions from the toilet. <laughs> oh, it makes me so scared. Yeah. Did that come after you watched Jaws? I think it just like I was at a porta potty once. And the idea of a bee flying into my like hoo ha like popped into my head, and now it's just it's every once in a while it's just like I'm all exposed and something could come up and bite me, and then I'll just like I have to hurry up and poop really fast because this is bad. This There's is bad. A bee and there might be a bee that flies up into my my hoo ha. Uh, yeah, it's not, not rational probably. <laughs> I'm, I mean, that was a pretty big fear of mine when I would like go like to a campground and like use like a latr- like a latrine. Where there were like spiders. Oh yeah. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god. When I went camping one time, I was so fastidious with the bug spray and all that and using that cutter and making sure I didn't get stung. And then I had to go to the pit toilet to to drop a deuce. And uh I had not sprayed bug spray on my bare buttocks, my bare buttocks, and my bare buttocks got eaten alive oh, by no. like every mosquito and bug in there. While you were pooping? Uh, it was horrible, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I was like, why didn't I I didn't think to, you know, put DEET on my butt. I don't I don't think I've ever put bug spray on my butt. So yeah, I got eaten alive. Oh my um, god. And it was horrible. Hmm. <laughs> uh I like camping, but you know, like in very small doses. And I don't really like camping in a tent. I like to camp in a camper mm. or like a car, you know, like we've camped in, camped in like rented camper car type things, which is ugh. sleeping on the ground sucks. It does. Um, so, yeah, that's Roman toilets for you. I got some a uh, couple more things for you, though. Uh, pee. Urine was a super hot commodity in ancient Rome. Oh, what they do with it? Uh, many things, myriad things. Uh, they would whiten their teeth with it. Uh, because urine, it will decompose. If it left out for long enough, it'll decompose into ammonia, which we all know is a cleaning product. And uh, human and animal urine was gargled to whiten teeth. Gross. Yeah. Mm-mm, yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. No. Yeah. Pretty gross. Uh, so they always u- also use it in dyeing and washing clothes, because similarly, the ammonia was useful to clean. You know, clean clothes as well as a cleaning agent. Just like medieval times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so workers at the fullery, you know, that's, I guess, what they called the laundromat back then. They would jump on the togas like in a giant vat of piss, like just jump around like they'd, like the, they'd be like living uh, washing machine agitators. They'd just be pissing away. Where did the piss come from? Well, see, that's something that's still kind of like... People aren't 100 percent sure about because there definitely were people that could go around and collect piss and sell piss. And you would definitely people would try and collect piss from public toilets and stuff. But you couldn't like tan. You can use piss for tanning, tanning like animal hides and stuff. But you had to use like pure unadulterated urine for that. You couldn't use any that was like mixed with any kind of poop. 
So people could sell their urine. I didn't get a lot of information on like if that actually was like super, super confirmed that they did. It might have been later on because uh, there's I do know that the phrase like didn't have a pot to piss in that came about from like people that would like sell their urine. You know, if you're you're poor, you sell your piss. But if you're so poor that you don't even have a piss pot, you're like the poorest of the poor. Like, but I don't think that comes from ancient Rome because people, you know, use piss throughout the like you said. Right, right. Throughout the the ages. But that is that is exactly where that phrase comes from is like, you know, pissing in pots and selling your urine and, you know you're so fucking poor that you don't even have a pot that you could possibly piss in would be, you know, you're so SOL. Could you imagine if like that was a thing now, like a part of the gig economy? Yeah. Selling your own piss. I wish yeah. it was. I do too. Kind yeah, of. The app could be called piss poor. Literally. All right. Tech bros got on it. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate tech bros. So <laughs> sorry. So uh, urine could also be used for fertilizer. The nitrogen is also found in pee and used that has been used for fertilizer in plants. Um, there's a writing from back then that says a human urine makes pomegranates grow juicier and tastier. And I saw a anecdote that said um, fertilizer made from human poop is called night soil. <laughs> is that what night soil is? Yeah. Have you heard of that before? Yes. I thought night soil was just like like your sweat. I thought that was your night soil. Oh, I knew it was soil, but I I always thought it had to do with like soil that had been very much like enriched by like earthworms eating it and pooping it out. I don't know. This this oh, uh, I believe you. It said human poop is night soil. I believe you 100%. <laughs> um they also tried to use urine to help like cure animals of disease. Like they would like force cows and like sheep and stuff to drink urine thinking that would help. Like it's like ridiculous. But hey, they used it, like I said, they used it in leather making. So the enzymes, it was the enzymes in the, they would use the urine to help tan the hide. And then the enzymes in the poop, they would also like grind into the pelt. And that would make the poop, back, that would like the bacteria would make the hide like soft. Can you imagine just being like the guys just like, oh yeah, I just grind like poop into this like, this animal hide all day long. That's my job. Just grinding that poop. Like, I just imagine that, like, ancient Rome just smelled like piss and shit, like, 24-7. Like, there was piss on everything. They were, just, like, gargling it. It was in their clothes all the time. It's just, like... On their leather goods. Everybody smells like piss. I mean, I guess they were probably very used to it. I know. I mean... But, like, yeah. don't romanticize going back in time because no. it smells terrible. Well, and, too, for as much as, like, you know, they liked taking baths... Yeah. Wasn't really doing much for them, was it? No. Mm. Uh, well, that's a um, thing, too, is the Romans didn't necessarily take bath baths. Mm. Uh, they used this. Um, it was a tool called. Hold on. That's like actually the end of my uh, the end of my notes. But uh, that's oh. cool that you brought it up anyway. I'll sit tight. Then. No, it doesn't matter because this is actually that was actually part of my um, just like random factoids you know, that I found, they didn't really take baths. They would coat themselves in oil and then they would scrape themselves off with this like wooden scraping tool called a sturgill. Strigil. Strigil. This just sounds really terrible. And yeah, it was like just like this metal blade that you just like scraped yourself with it or you had your slave scrape you with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I did all my urine stuff. So I'm going to finish with uh, dicks. Yeah. This is my last part. Good is place dicks. to finish. Yeah, yeah, we love dicks. Yeah, because this isn't necessarily gross, just kind of fun. So I don't know. Did I discuss you a little bit though? 
A little bit, yeah. Little bit. It wasn't super I gross. I mean, we for, gr- for the common person, that's disgusting. We've yeah. grossed you out worse. Yeah. But yeah, so Dix is just kind of fun. So Dix represented so many things in ancient Rome's. The Romans loved wieners. They loved phalluses. They were used in myriad ways. A winged phallus was meant to ward off bad luck. Uh, these like little pendant effigies were made and they were worn on necklaces by young men to like promote good luck and to, you know, like ward off disease and illness and stuff <laughs> like that. They were called fascinum after the god Fascinus. I found one. There's a, it was like a, a bas-relief statue. You know, it was like a, a, a relief off the side of a building of a dick that had like little legs. I'll have to throw it off of the Insta. It was really cute. It had little legs and it looked like a little like velociraptor <laughs> but with like a dick for the head. Like imagine if you can imagine that it had like it was like bipedal and had like a tail, like a like a dinosaur tail. Wait, like the like what we were just watching in the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the blurg. But not so fat. It was very little. Not so like not as girthy. Yeah, not as um looking like a fucking gigantic dinner plate, like as that thing does. Uh, it's like a sunfish or some shit. Can we we need to bring these back? These sound great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd wear one. For good luck. Shit, yeah. Yeah, it was, which I found that it was like, they weren't worn by women, they were worn by men, but whatever, we can, yeah. we can we'll, wear a dick if we want. We'll sell them at Bitchcraft. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Romans would also draw dicks in treacherous areas, like a rickety bridge, or like a rough, like, sharp turn bit of road, to be like, warning, you know, I'm good. it's basically like, good luck, you know, it was a good luck sign, is what this drawing the stick was, so it was basically like, good luck, hope you get over across the bridge okay. Thanks for holding, folks. Uh, we got a new TV at my house, and it has, like, a Siri, you know, inside of it named Bixby that I have not yet to disable, and it just, like, interrupted the podcast. So, anyways, they've also found dicks drawn on entrances of the public toilets for the reason why I mentioned earlier that the toilets could explode. So, they basically, like, <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, I gotta go to take a shit. Hopefully, it doesn't <laughs> blow up, you know. So, Drawing really... If you see a dick drawn on something as a form of graffiti, it's someone wishing you good luck. It They're is. not being lewd. That is what it is. That's nice. Um, it is nice. They <laughs> fucking methane explosions. <laughs> um, so another reason why dicks were drawn in ancient Rome was, you know, just porno graffiti in general. You know, more <gasps> commonly, you know, you know, it's very common to draw for lewd reasons. <gasps> I saw you clutch your pearls just then, JB. So Pompeii, we all know, that's something that I figured that I could maybe do another, um, a whole episode on is Pompeii, because there's oh, like, totally. it's fucking gruesome where these people died. Yeah, and we, yeah, that's I would a good like idea. To, I would like to go into detail about that. So Pompeii is the most well-known Roman city, I would think, other than Rome itself, uh, due to the fact that Mount Vesuvius ass explode and uh, <laughs> preserved their way of life and lewd graffiti for thousands of years you know warning to discover not lewd not lewd yeah they knew it was gonna explode and they're like good fucking luck yeah so when the archaeologists first uncovered it in 1748 they found a lot of wieners but <laughs> like jb just did they they basically did a collective pearl clutching and they, they decided to hide said wieners from the public so <laughs> Yeah, because only half the population has a wiener, so you know. Yeah, yeah we have to be protected. From yeah. Oh that. my God, we can't. Oh. Like oh. these these ancients, they they liked sex. God forbid. So, uh, 
they found cobblestones with penises that were pointing in to the directions of the brothel brothels. Basically like <laughs> I love that. I know, right? Like go this way, right this way, here you go. To the to the prostitutes. Um, what awaited them in the brothels were several lewd pornographic frescoes depicted were uh, lascivious acts, you know, like the the What's cunning behind? the cunning lingus. <gasps> Uh, sodomy. <gasps> the reverse cowgirl. <gasps> I didn't think that was invented till 1972. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it was, they think uh, the idea was like, here's a suggestion of what you could do with these prostitutes, you know? A lot like, of, I'll have number three. Yeah, it, is, I it, think it was so. Like, was this like a, like a value menu? Yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll do that one. I like that combo super size. meal. Yeah, supersize it. Um, there were like things that people had just, you know, patrons had scribbled on the walls, just like you would scribble, scribble on any, you know, seedy establishment. Uh, various clients, they would write things like, you know, I screwed the barmaid or, you know, Gaia will let you do butt stuff or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, check out these frescoes because they are hot. <laughs> Do you think that they'll get us kicked off of Instagram? If I you don't post know one? if we could put them on Instagram. I it's could... art. Yeah, it is art. And they're honestly like, I mean, you know exactly what they're doing, but they're kind of chipped away a little bit. And the images aren't super graphic because it's just like it's it's like a really old ass, you know, wall painting. That's we could put them on Twitter. I see actually. I see all kinds of weird stuff on Twitter see from some of my followers. Oh yeah, from some one of my more. I see wieners. One of my followers likes to post a lot of actual wieners. Yeah. Oh my. Gay gay porn stuff. Oh my. Yeah. Oh well, I didn't know we could be. I just stopped checking Twitter at work. I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start putting more porn on the Twitter. I didn't actually didn't know you could do that on Twitter. I mean, I because yeah, you can't yes. on Insta. No. Chelsea Handler shows a titty and like. Ugh. Uh, well, you know, you just have to make sure that you Photoshop a man nipple over your lady nipple, and then yeah. you're fine. Then you're fine because man nipples are good, lady nipples bad. Or I guess should I say, um, uh, man nipples are good, anybody else's nipples are bad. Because like I don't think they would want a, a trans person's nipple on there either. Probably not. Or a non-binary person that would probably make them uncomfortable too. Straight male world. Anyway, um, so that's I just have uh one last little tidbit. Because I already talked about the little metal blade thing you do. Gladiators. We all know gladiators. We've watched Russell Crowe, you know. One of my favorite films. I don't know about you guys. Eh. It, le it legit is one of my favorite films. I love eh. Gladiator. Anyway. It's so good. Anyhow, uh, they were worshipped. Women wore hairpins that were dipped in the blood of gladiators. Fuck, yeah, that's goth as hell. It's I love so it. It's so metal, right? Gladiators basically after their bout. So... You guys may or may not know that, you know, a gladiator did not die like every single time and they went into the arena. You know, it wasn't like a total bloodbath like they because there was money in keeping like the good ones alive, you know, so you wanted them to keep competing. So after like the very popular ones were done competing, they would go and they would get scraped off like their sweat and their like the dirt and all that stuff would get scraped off with these sturgels and then they would like bottle it and they would sell it in the arena. That's fucking gross. To people. Oh. Yeah. And like people and what what's more, women would use this like um these like it's like skin cells and like dried sweat and shit and they would turn that into like face creams. Ew. Yeah, and cosmetics. It's a it was supposedly a, an aphrodisiac 
like anything involved with like the very popular gladiator blood and stuff was like considered an aphrodisiac. I'm well, just making a gross face at Heather. Yeah. I know. Is that so gross? I love it. That was such a like a nasty thing that I mean, I had actually really never known. And I, I thought I knew a whole lot about the ancient Romans because it's one of my uh, one of my time periods I enjoy reading about the most. And um, that was yeah, pretty sick, nasty. I love that they just had like, you know, popcorn, get your popcorn. But it's like, you know, oh, get your Gladi- your souvenir gladiator sweat. Oh, um, I don't like it. Yeah, that's the end. All right, Justine. So Heather ended on a gross note. Are you gonna Are you gonna start on a gross note? Kind of. Okay, good. Uh, mine. I, I don't know if mine's gonna gross you out as much. It's like so. What I'm gonna talk about is definitely not palatable, but it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> but it's not. It won't be the grossest thing I've ever. Like I'm not gonna gross you out this week. I know. Yeah. But okay. I think. But I think you'll find it interesting. Okay. Well, Later on, we kid. And, and yeah, so, okay, so. Palatable. <laughs> yeah, so I am going to be talking about an ancient Roman beverage called Pasca. Ugh. Have you heard of it? I've had Pasca bread, the delicious Easter egg bread with raisins in it. This is none of those things. Yeah, okay. that, that can't be the same thing. No. So Pasca, it was uh, popular during Roman times, and it was often used by their armies as they roamed around conquering lands. And it's basically vinegar diluted with water. Okay. Yum. Hipsters drink that now. So does that sound tasty to you? Real quick. No, it does not. No, I've tried to drink like apple cider vinegar in tea before, you know, because I heard it was healthy to flush your system when Mm -hmm. you're ill and shit. And that was so nasty. I could not even bear to. I know people do. Like some people really, really like vinegar. But I think to like most people's tastes they can't really just drink straight vinegar even if it is diluted some yeah i've had like shrubs before and it's a bit of an acquired taste i don't love a shrub so yeah actually that's a really good comparison this from what i could tell isn't too far off from a shrub like a shrub is like fancy there's like a lot more going on Mm -hmm. in a shrub this is like more straight vinegar yeah i like kind of soury bittery stuff so i'm okay okay with it it's not my go-to though not your choice all right we're gonna come back to that later all right so why pasca why didn't these people just drink water so uh there's several different reasons heather kind of alluded to one of them kind of obliquely but we're gonna start with wine romans loved wine yeah loved it hell yeah fucking loved it um they drank it all the time they drank it because it was tasty as fuck they drank it because of its health benefits both real and imagined (laughs) Um, and so they produced enormous quantities of it it was just all over the place and as they conquered europe their winemaking followed so even their occupying armies had lots of wine to drink all the time in fact so much wine that they couldn't drink it all fast enough and inevitably some of it would go bad and turn into vinegar so the wine is turned but you don't want to waste it uh even if it's bad so they would mix it up with water and they gave that to kind of like the lesser soldiers and also like poorer people. Would it still be alcoholic? Uh, no, it's so it's still a little bit alcoholic, maybe like kombucha. So this would stretch out their supplies while reducing costs. So win win. And people seem to like it. Ugh, like I, oh, this I, tastes good. I guess. Yeah. Well, so going back to the health benefits that I mentioned um, at the time, water quality was hit or miss. 
Ancient Romans were somewhat aware that water could be bad to drink, and they would take measures like boiling or using filters to make it taste better, but they were mostly focused on the taste and, like, the appearance. So, like, they understood that water that was, like, yeah. that smelled bad and, like, was cloudy or, like... Or like, that ain't gonna taste good. Right. And so, and they would, so they would boil it or filter it to make it taste better, and that uh, would kill you know the microbes which they didn't know existed yeah they didn't know they were they were doing so they were inadvertently making it safer to drink but it wasn't really you couldn't really scale that uh process so a lot of the water around was not great and fucking infested yeah giardia yeah and could cause a lot of illnesses um and then of course this is even more difficult for the armies you know on the move away from like you know their cities and from what we can tell this water would cause ancient romans to suffer from diseases like dysentery and all kinds of other various intestinal problems aka lots of diarrhea lots of diarrhea yeah you gotta you gotta put those latrines downstream man yeah (laughs) however drinking pasca was comparatively safe because of its acidity and uh, the remaining alcohol content. So there's like a little bit of alcohol left, not enough really to get you drunk, but it would ba- kill the germs. Yep. Bacteria in the water would be neutralized. Nice. Yep. Another reason Pasca was so popular was that the Romans believed it would help prevent scurvy. And scurvy, for those of you who don't know, like me, funny, I knew what scurvy was. Generally, people are like, if I if I eat oranges, I won't get scurvy. But right. I don't know why. Right. Um, so <laughs> it's it, it and it's exactly that it's a disease caused by severe vitamin C deficiency. I actually went, I looked up the symptoms and what happens to you because I I didn't know. I realized I didn't know. I knew about like I knew about scurvy. I knew you prevented it by eating um citrus fruits. And yeah. like sailors would get it. Yes. I know that it's not something that we really worry about much in our you know, lives, us personally. So first of all, you're just lethargic. Malaise. Then you start to develop bone and muscle pain. Oh, that's the worst. That's like when you have the flu, right? It just feels horrible. Then shortness of breath. And then you start to experience skin changes like roughness, bruising, poor wound healing or even reopening of wounds, gum disease, loose teeth. Oh, yeah, your gums just start to recede. Yeah. Your teeth start to get all... Just gargle some some pee. Gargle some piss. (laughs) That'll just whiten it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'll probably hurt, too, if your gums are receded. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, you're going to be suffering from dry mouth and eyes, so maybe that piss is going to sound like a pretty good option. Yeah, it might help somewhat. I don't know. Ew. Uh, Jaundice. Edema. Oliguria, which is decreased urine output. I don't know if I pronounced it right. No, you did. Good job. Thanks. Uh, Nerve damage. Convulsions. And then death. So yeah. that's, that's scurvy. Pretty yeah, bad. and then death. So, um, yeah, so the Romans were like, oh, yeah, we drink, you know, Pasca helps prevent scurvy. Uh, guess what? It didn't actually prevent scurvy. <laughs> what? They just thought it did, but it didn't. Oh, so it was like a correlation does not necessarily equal causation situation. There was something else that was helping them out. I suppose. Did you just get wasted and just eat lemons or like, fuck, man. Maybe. Yeah, just I don't eat know. Seven lemons. I mean, if they thought Pasca tasted good, maybe they thought lemons tasted good. Oh, my oh. God. This sounds like a nasty drink. It's so gross. Yeah, I agree. I definitely would not be excited to try it. You know, different palates. Uh, so soldiers weren't the only ones who enjoyed Pasca. As I said before, common folk also drank it because it was so cheap and plentiful. Vendors would sell it in the street. 
Um, but rich people rarely drank it because they could just drink regular wine that hadn't gone bad and wasn't watered down. Yeah. So, uh, like a nice arbor red. Yeah. (laughs) So that's actually, that's all I have for notes. I told you that this is going to be like real short and sweet, but I have a surprise. Oh, yay. For, I have a surprise for you, JB. For me? For for all of us, except Heather knows what it is, so it's not a surprise. (laughs) Okay, surprise me, surprise me, surprise me. We're going to make Posca and we're going to drink it. What? Now? Right now. Oh, man. We got an experiment. <laughs> Science. All right. Uh, BRB. And we're back. Uh, the three of us. First of all, so there's not like any one recipe for Posca. Uh, I kind of looked around. There are some different recommendations. It's essentially just vinegar mixed up with water but it has to be brewed vinegar not distilled so we used a red wine vinegar I actually got it at whole foods not because i was being bougie it's just where i was at and we kind of eyeballed it definitely more water than vinegar in the mixture because we're definitely not feeling super none of us are really excited to do this you made yourself a heavy pour my friend yeah but i put a lot of water in it yours was like wait let me let me see yours show me yours mine's very pink mine's very light yours is pretty pale mine's very pale oh yeah mine's really dark compared to theirs we're gonna we'll take pictures of this too i'm a a wuss (laughs) gross we we haven't we haven't tasted these yet we're gonna taste it for you right now while we're Uh, recording are you guys ready it definitely smells like oh it smells wet sweaty socks (laughs) Uh, it smells like my feet and i do not have very nice smelling feet all right so um, um we're so this we're gonna try the the preferred beverage of the roman army ready bottoms yeah. up friends one, one two, two three. three um it tastes better than it smelled yep same Dude. agreed could be I worse i didn't love it but it wasn't the worst i didn't love it but it was way more tolerable than drinking uh the uh, I actually didn't expect. I thought I was gonna be like, but I I was not. Yeah, same. It's fine. I mean, mine definitely. Okay, mine definitely is a bit strong. But and and I bet your guys's plus with honey in it. They said you could put honey in it. Maybe we didn't. We decided to go like real hardcore. Mine was super dilute. I have like uh almost a pint of water and maybe like uh two tablespoons of the <laughs> vinegar. But I've definitely had that combination of apple cider vinegar and water and have not even been able to tolerate drinking it. Like it's so fucking nasty. But I feel like I could probably drink this red wine vinegar concoction if I was, you know, had a gun to my head. I could see how people would develop a taste for it too, for sure. Yeah. And you can even like tell it's 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 refreshing kind of. It's not bad. Like it's not cloying. If it were alcoholic, I would drink that. <laughs> I'm definitely I mean, not fucking drinking it. No, but I'm dumping that shit out. Totally reminds me of a story that I saw, like a internet story that it looked like it was screenshotted from Reddit. And it was all about this like guy, this this girl went to this brunch party. This girl went to this brunch party and she brought all these mimosa. It was like a mimosa, you know, brought all these like fixins, brought all these juices, you know, pomegranate and mango and orange and pineapple, like everything. And so she's having a good time. Everybody's drinking mimosas. And then she goes to make herself another one. And she's like, it tastes kind of weird. And there's like this smug asshole hipster like standing nearby. And he's like, yeah, I, uh, I put some vinegar in that. Yeah, you can't have juice without vinegar. Like he had spiked all of the juice with vinegar. What a fucking asshole. And yeah, like done it smugly and on purpose. Like, what do you mean 
you can't have juice without vinegar? What the fuck? Yeah, like, like and, nobody and, said that. What kind of sociopath does that? And it's and he apparently he has his own like business where he makes smoothies from beans and vinegar. Fuck this guy. Yeah. It sounds like the worst kind of hipster ever. So I, I can't obviously substantiate if the story is 100% true, but it sounds like, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like it could be. It sounds like something that would happen in L.A. Or New York, for sure. Or Brooklyn, yeah. Definitely. Oh, Yeah, it, it was like, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you go to a party and pour nasty-ass vinegar in all the sweet juices that you're making delicious champagne mimosas with? Yeah, ruining everyone's good time. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. All right. Well, so anyway, so that, that's all I got. Super short, super sweet, uh, but the most interactive segment I think we've done so far. Yeah, that was very exciting. I like that. Yeah. And so uh, now anyone listening at home, if they want to try Posca out, they can give it a shot. Yeah, it's not, it's not hard to make. It's two ingredients. Three, if you want to add the honey, which, you know, that makes it even more tolerable. Yeah, why not? Not as that sick. Now, so our beverage wasn't that sick, Mm-mm. but uh, this episode does, it, it gives me some, how shall we say it, some challenging thoughts. Uh-oh. So as Heather touched on earlier, there was, there was quite the industry built upon human waste. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is, basically, are you a pee girl or are you a poo girl? <laughs> sick. Would you rather gargle the pee to whiten them teeths or or would you rather work in the tannery the hidery i don't know what tannery tannery is that the word okay i thought i was making shit up and rub the people's poo into the hides i have some questions first absolutely ask away okay whose pee are we gargling um anonymous donor pee yeah human or animal human is this pee like uh kind of screened for quality no. Okay. No, no, you're doing it but like the Romans. Piss is sterile, first off. Sure, but you know, you know, there's asparagus pee and there's yeah, like, you know, there's yeah. there's well hydrated pee and they're drinking uh Posca. <laughs> they're drinking Posca. They're, yeah, it's Posca pee. Vinegar pee. You're um, uh, you're not gargling with like someone's morning brew. And it might be. I don't think they're very well hydrated in general, so I don't think it's probably very good. It's a mixture. Okay, and then in the tannery, do you get to wear gloves? No, they didn't have gloves, nope. I don't think. No gloves. No gloves. Okay, I have to think about this. I would definitely rather gargle pee. Uh, oh, I would work in the tannery. I'm really on the fence. I can't decide which I can't. one would be worse. It's like... It, it, yeah. I think that I could compartmentalize rubbing the poop into the hides much better than I could compartmentalize gargling the pee. I, would, I wouldn't enjoy either one. I would do the poop job. I can't. I can't fathom putting like i know there's people that are into piss play and all that stuff and whatever it's sterile so that's fine but like i can't fathom like taking like a trough of urine and like gargling it in my mouth like Just from various donors a little mouthful of pee can be a treat oh god no. can it no no it can't it'd be gross but it would be quick jd can like- have a little mouth of pee as a treat <laughs> But I just think the poo rubbing would take so long. Like, I think if I can do anything for 30 seconds or less, I can do anything. Ugh. All right. Well, well, all right. The people uh, have spoken. The people have spoken. You guys are poo girls. We're poo girls. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I'm a pee girl. The pee girl, we're the poo girls. Oh, boy. Let's just end this on, on a positive note. Although it hasn't been too dark this week. No, this has been a pretty lighthearted episode. Yeah. So what's some, uh, 
What's some sick of the week in the good way? Kind um, of my one thing I have is I just like to my my friend. I was hanging out with my friends, Hizzy Fit and uh, a Taxel Rose from the Roller Derby last night, and they're in this. Uh, they told me how they're in this like group of like it's basically a pizza club. Like it's a group of like a bunch of their friends. They go around and they like eat pizza and they have an Instagram and they rate pizza. And the best part about them is their name is the Pizza Shits. <laughs> <laughs> and they were telling me about this. And like they talked about how they went to this one, this one pizza parlor and the guys working there was like, oh, the Pizza Shits are here. Like they recognized <laughs> them one time. They're like famous. I guess. I mean, they have like 161 followers on Insta. Oh, well, yeah. I should. I'm going to go follow them. But yeah. Then. Yeah. Follow uh, at uh, I think it's at the Pizza Shits. And yes, that is a uh, a plan where it's for piece of shits, which <laughs> I only say because um, apparently one of the members of the pizza shits didn't understand that joke for like two years. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's so pure piece of shit. We're pieces of shit. Yes. The pizza <laughs> shits. So uh, I, I just felt like I wanted to promote them because I thought that was funny that and I, I love their work and uh, I want to you can use them to you know, see where the best pizza in Pittsburgh is, really. They redid the whole, um, do you remember the Incline a couple years ago did, like, that best pizza in Pittsburgh, like, March Madness bracket? And, like, fucking, like, uh, Calientes or whatever came in first, like, it was bullshit, you know? Like, who likes them the best? Nobody. So the pizza shits went and they did their own, like, March Madness. They They went to every single place. I don't know. Caliente had like nationwide award winning pizza. I, they had like the best pizza in the country. But it was the, for like really gourmet shit. Not yeah, like a basic their average pie. pizza. Yeah. yeah. And the pizza shits play, uh, claim that they pay people off. <gasps> I would say, in my opinion, Caliente's is fine. But also, in my opinion, Pittsburgh is really not a good pizza town. You can get good pizza here. But it tends to be like the best pizza a lot of the time is like um, like the fancy pizza when it comes to just like your basic random pizza parlors. They're so hit or miss. Yes. So absolutely. like and again, that's not, I'm sure like if someone's listening and like, oh, blah, 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 pizza is so great. Yeah, I, that's fine. There are good pizza places. But like back where I grew up, like you could go into pretty much any fucking pizza place and expect it, it to taste. Good. Yeah, well, you know, it would be fine. Yeah. Whereas around here, a lot of the random pizza places are like dog shit, dog shit. I've never yeah. had such bad pizza and they're all bad in the same way. It's really weird. Yeah. A lot of them deliver to my house, which sucks because like we had we had to like weed through them and be like, OK, which ones are good? Which ones are bad? And like they're all bad. Mostly the only good ones are the ones like Monticello that I have to call on the phone to do my order. Like the Grubhub ones are all like the really terrible, just like generic yeah, pretty like, much crap ones. Yeah. Ugh. So I I am interested in following them because clearly I take pizza very seriously. Yeah. So. Pizza shits. Because, you know, there's places like that place in Millville, you know, that. Frank's? No. Ironborn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, see, that's what I counted. That's like, fancy. Yeah, that's bougie it's, pizza, it's yes. It's tasty, yes, but it's not. It's so expensive. It's not like There's grab piccolo a slice. forno, but that's also not, you know, kind of bougie. Exactly. You're talking about like, if you're talking about grab a slice pizza, there's almost nowhere right. to go that, it, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. that's that. Do you have a sickest thing of the week in a good way, Justine? Mine would probably be the fact that the three of us went to see Little Women. Oh, yeah. yeah. I cried. 
like earlier I this cried. week. So, oh my god! So it, JB had never seen it before. <gasps> I never did. Yeah, we were so like we were looking at it, we were like you never saw it, and JB's like, "Don't judge me." We're like, "No, we're not judging you. We're so excited like, for you." The opportunity to see it for the first time again. So I know, right? The first time seeing it, oh, because yeah. like I, I only watched the 1994 version like last January. It literally showed up on my fucking time hop on Facebook. Oh wow! It was like the other yesterday. It was like, oh, remember last year you tweeted about watching Little Women, the Susan Sarandon you know version? I was like, oh my god, that's almost to the day that we saw the new one so as 94 little women stands i just loved this one was so good i cried for all so good so good greta gerwig is a great director so the main difference with this one and the one back then was okay the acting was all great the script was all great everything was great like both that one but the between them both but the main difference was the Greta Gerwig one that she played with the timeline and like flashbacks and like things being a little bit kind of out of order, but not really, you know, like she she definitely the, the 1994 one was a little bit more like and this happened and then this happened and then this happened. Well, it was very linear. Right. Yeah. That's I, what that's the word yeah, I wanted. Linear. linear. No, I, I agree. Like, I really loved like the uh, Greta Gerwig one. She she's you start the movie actually not not at the end, but towards the end. Yeah. So you kind of start the movie like, like, like maybe like three fourths of the way through the story and then it kind of bounces back and forth but it's great because of the way it ties together that i don't know it was just really good so if you haven't seen it yet it's awesome oh it's like, amazing it's so good i hope it gets oscars it was kind of very unrep- underrepresented at the golden globes which pissed me off well you know what i actually i just read i don't know if this is true or not because you know it's just a thing i read on the internet but i read that the reason one of the reasons why it wasn't really represented at the Golden Globes. Is apparently the screeners came out relatively late, oh. and so pro- possibly a lot of people hadn't had time to watch it. But I think too, like since I guess probably since those nominations all happened, and now the critical reception it's getting, and yeah, people kind of being like, "Oh, that was a snub." I wouldn't be surprised if people kind of like corrected themselves. Like, yeah, she- it could get traction now. Gerwig deserves a nomination. She deserves recognition. The Hollywood Foreign Press, you really have to suck their dick too. Like it's not like the 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 Oscars is the Academy and the Academy is comprised of people in the in the industry. Right. right? Whereas the Hollywood Foreign Press are the people that vote for the Golden Globes. And that's just like a group of like random uh, European journalists. Mm. And you're not there's rules like you're not technically allowed to bribe them. Like you can't like give them shit, but you can invite them to a party that's fucking awesome and really fun and features Elton John and Taron Edgerton singing songs together, which is what Rocket Man did. And Rocket Man won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, so I'm just explaining. That's uh, that's just the difference between the two award shows. So uh, Little Women may get Oscar noms. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean because they weren't represented at the Golden Globes, just because the Hollywood Foreign Press is just so weird. Um, it's just it's just a very interesting award show in general. Heather uh, Heather knows a lot about award shows. She loves them. Oh, I love award show. I listen to an Oscar run up podcast every year by the Vanity Fair puts up and I love it so much. It's done by Richard Lawson, and a few other people at Vanity Fair. I love Richard Lawson. Yeah, he's so see, great. You know, he's amazing. His, I love his reviews. His Gossip Girl recaps are arguably better than the show itself. Oh, see that I would watch Gossip Girl just to read Richard Lawson reviews. Then. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because I love him. He's great. And yeah, the it's called Little Gold Men is the podcast. It's put up by Vanity Fair. I, I don't need to like promote or anything. You know, it's Vanity Fair. But um, that's the podcast that I listen to. And, and it's all about award show season, which I love, even though I know it's all fake and it's ridiculous. And it's all about who you know and who you blow and, you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. But I don't care because I love pageantry. Oh, boy. I love it. All right. Uh, JB. Uh- um i don't have much i got a new bed and it looks really sweet mm, yeah it does. it does it's got a canopy and lights and it's very goth and it suits my my current lifestyle and if if uh, a plague happens it'll keep the mosquitoes out yes yep. it also has mosquito netting functional mosquito netting which is is you know like there's so many things that are aesthetically pleasing but also functional yeah so i can just close the curtains and keep all the buggies out whenever it's summer times yeah. all, all the buggies that are flying around in your apartment sure listen uh, a few weeks ago maybe a few months ago i don't know time is whatever what it is but i found a dead wasp in the middle of my bedroom and i was horrified oh um Ew. that's like a thing in the winter oh, really? oh fuck you wasp where'd you come from no you're alive i read about it it's like they um they'll like be wintering like in the walls and Mm -hmm. every once in a while like one will like wake up from its hibernation and be all like confused and sometimes and they'll crawl around and sometimes somehow end up inside there's a i found a dead wasp on the on my bedroom floor a couple months ago very upset yes it is gross yes they're just like uh how i want protection wasp (laughs) you have a mosquito net not a wasp net they can't get in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. will you let me just pretend that i have protection sure thank you it's i have a magical curse against wasp is protecting me it's a protection curse <laughs> okay well i think that is it for this week's episode if you enjoyed hanging out with us and listening to us talk all about roman bathroom habits and vinegar beverages uh you can subscribe to us on the very podcasting apparatus that you're currently using such as spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher and many many others uh, you can also throw us a five-star rate and review if you'd like. That would be great. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at that sick pod, And on Instagram, we're at that sick podcast. And you can even send us emails at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. So until next week, although if a gun were to my head, I would do it. I <laughs> highly suggest that you do not gargle piss because that's, that's sick. sick. <laughs>